How's it going, folks? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Open Connect Theist podcast. Today is just a, an off-the-cuff one here. Um, I, I've had an interesting time in my life recently, and I figured this might be a good idea for a podcast. And, and what I want to do is I want to look at the world and and think about where we've lost our way, right? Because uh, if we look at traditional values that have worked for thousands of years, and yet in the last century, it's been, been completely upended. Right, and now we have the highest rates of divorce, suicides. You know, the the whole world's in a tailspin in, into darkness, and people are unhappy on record levels. More people are in therapy. People are on like antipsychotic drugs or antidepressants. Society is just—it's really sick right now. I think maybe you agree with me, but I mean, let's think about this. Traditional values have worked for thousands of years, right? Like. You know, the the husband, the wife, the kids, uh, maybe not the white picket fence because, you know, the world's different everywhere. But, you know, you had the family, you had the unit, and it was what they call the nuclear family, I guess. You have, you know, the head of the family would be God. They kept God first, and then it was the father, and then the mother, and then the kids. That was the structure of authority, and it worked. Even as I was growing up on the farm... All mom had to say was, I'm going to tell your father when he gets home, and we started to behave, <laughs> right? I mean, we were kids, you know, and we had to have that threat of the belt or, you know, some kind of punishment. And we realized if our parents say they're going to do it, they do it. But in my lifetime, I've seen a complete reversal of the family structure, you know, because like I said, God, husband, wife, kids, but we got to think about something. Now it's kids mother, father, and God might not even be in the picture, right? So can we go back to traditional values? And even if the whole world is anti-traditional value and they want to be modern and woke and hip and whatever, does that mean that we have to be with it? I don't know. Of course we don't. We can still live our lives as Christians with traditional values. I mean, because think about it. Traditional values allow for gender roles, the husband knows his role. He has his duties as the husband. He's the provider. He takes care of the family. It's his job to hunt. It's his job to protect the family from like you know wild animals. Back in the day, like Little House in the Prairie time, you know you you're, that was your job, and it was a very important responsibility. The mother's job was to take care of the house, take care of the kids, cook the food. The husband's job was to bring home the stuff to be cooked, to fix the house, to build the house, to, you know, work to keep for the house. And the kid's job was to do your chores, get good grades, grow up into responsible, strong men and women. So that when you become a husband and a wife, you yourself could be a good partner for the person God chose for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But today... You have 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are on the maturity level, many of them, of like a 13-year-old 100 years ago. It's pretty sad. And so is it, is it wrong to want to go back to traditional families? Is it wrong to long for the days of Little House on the Prairie when families stuck together, before social media divided us all, before we had our heads in the phone? You know, when families actually talked at the dinner table? Wouldn't that be amazing to go back to that? I don't know. Because we got to think about something, folks. Who rules this world? Right? Christians know who rules this world. 
right? Most people who don't know the Bible would say, God rules the world, right? Yeah, God. Ugh. No, the Bible's very, very clear. Satan rules the world. I mean, when the word world is used in the New Testament, it's a translation of the Greek word cosmos. I mean, cosmos most often refers to the planet Earth and its human inhabitants who live their lives with their backs turned toward God. Satan is the prince of this cosmos. Even Jesus called him that in John 12, 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. Also, John 16, 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. The Apostle John mentions that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. In 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Basically, the system of this world is ruled by Satan. We really don't want to be part of that. Right? I mean, so awesomely enough, Jesus says that those who believe in him are no longer a part of that cosmos. Sin has no power over us, and we don't have to be trapped by the evil principles of the world. Even more awesome is that belief in Christ causes us to change. Our hearts will be less interested in the things of this world as we strive to be more like Jesus. So if we aren't ruled by Satan and sin anymore, that's fantastic. But we still live here. Not that great. <laughs> but Jesus has given us freedom from that evil, remember? We may be physically present in the world, but we don't have to be part of its values. We don't have to be part of the world. In John 17, verses 14 and 16, it says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not. Folks, we are set apart from the wickedness of this cosmos as we seek to live holy and righteous lives. But what does it mean to be in the world but be not of the world? Now, if you're not a Christian and you haven't grown up knowing what this means, it basically means that just because 90% of the world thinks up is down, doesn't mean that you have to think up is down. Just because 90% of the world thinks killing babies is okay in the womb because it's just a clump of cells, doesn't mean you have to go along with that. Just because it's okay to riot and kill people in the name of Black Lives Matter doesn't mean you have to go along with that. You could back the blue. You could support the police. You don't have to support the mob. But I'm getting off topic here. So to be in the world but not of the world. It's a phrase that's heard a lot in Christian subculture. It refers to what Jesus said as recorded by one of his close friends in John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And in John 17, verses 14 to 16, again, it says, let me reiterate, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not. Of course, the evil one being Satan. This concept is also talked about later in the New Testament by Paul, Apostle Paul, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Ephesians 4, verses 22 to 24. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And finally, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1. 
Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. But before you start worrying about how you measure up, stop and listen for a second. Believing in Jesus doesn't mean that you will automatically stop sinning. Sorry, but God did not design humans to be robots with no ability to choose. We could still make our own decisions. However, with Christ, we don't have to be slaves to those bad choices. We have the power to choose not to do the sinful stuff the world loves. I myself, before I accepted the Lord, I was on a one-way track to prison. Like, I, I, I enjoyed doing bad. I enjoyed being a rebel. You know, if, something, if someone said, don't do it, I did it. And, you know, at 17, I gave my life to Christ. And since then, it's been easy to say no. Like, I've never, I mean, I'm not saying I don't drink, but I haven't been drunk since I was 23. You know, uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke pot. You know, I don't do drugs. Uh, I do my best <laughs> to obey the speed limit. You know, um, little things like that. Little things like that can get you through the world quite easily. But we can choose not to keep the corrupt darkness in our minds that the world wants to shove into our eyes and our ears. We have the freedom to choose Jesus. It's a daily thing. It's a commitment. But remember, we have the power in Christ. You are not alone, right? In closing, folks, back to traditional values. Uh, the reason is, is that I see the beautiful simplicity of God's design. You know, for the family, for society, I mean, and I'm, I yearn for better days. I yearn for days where it was easier to live through the world. Sure, life expectancy was shorter, but we had family. We had support. We had love. And it's like, we're so distant now. Does, doesn't it seem like it was better even 30 years ago? I mean, really. I just, I look at the world. I look at my kids. I look at everything. And they're, they're, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses. It's all about, you know, we got to have a nice car because our neighbor has a nice car. Oh, they got a Cadillac. We need to get a Cadillac. Or they got a Porsche. We have to get a Ferrari. It's like, oh my gosh, that is the way of the world. I mean, I drive a four-cylinder <laughs> steel rust box, but it gets me from A to B. It gets me to work. You know, I'm not loaded. I don't care about keeping up with the Joneses. I just worry about when I die. Hopefully I don't die alone, but... If I do, hopefully Jesus accepts me. You know, because, I mean, folks, we have to understand that we, we don't want to get all self-righteous either. You know, we have to be ambassadors for Christ's kingdom, visiting a world that's not our home, showing people how amazing our real home world is and inviting them to come back with us. It almost sounds like alien abduction, but we're lights of hope to those who are stumbling around in spiritual darkness. The reason I, I made this podcast is because I recently... Uh, had a, a painful moment is that um, I, I I was uh, I asked to court uh, a friend a friend's daughter a church member's daughter uh, she's single she's a beautiful woman inside and out I see that she has a, lo a love of life she grew up you know humble she grew up you know traditionally um, and I thought you know what that would be the type of woman that I think God would like me to be with. I think that, and I was starting to entertain the idea. And I approached her father, who is my friend, who's my a fellow church member. And I was basically told I wasn't good enough. He didn't say I'll, I'll never be good enough. But he said, right now I'm not good enough. I mean, th those aren't his words. 
he he sugarcoated a lot <laughs> but basically i'm not good enough then you know it hurt and one of the things he said that i'm not ready for marriage is because i get offended but when you're told you're not good enough it's hard not to be hurt but that's his daughter and if i truly wish to adhere to traditional values and change my lifestyle to be not of the world but be of god more so then i have to grow and I respect this man a lot. And if he says that maybe in a year, if I grow, uh, I'll be ready to be his son-in-law. And if that is the case, well, then I can only hope that God straightens my feet, helps me walk the proper walk. I still love that man. You know, he's he's a friend of mine. And I respect his decision because I respect him very, very much. And hopefully one day, with God's, if God's willing, I will be ready to court his daughter but if that's not god's will then maybe god will send me someone else but i just folks i don't know i'm just gonna close it up like this I, like i'm rambling <laughs> but we have to have jesus christ in our lives the world is full of deception the world is upside down satan has inverted every single system god has put in place for our happiness and our lives and the thing is, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have that knowledge that comes from the discerning Spirit of God, you think the world is the way it is and we have to work within that system, but that system is doomed to failure. That system is doomed to make us end up in family court, divorce court, you know, criminal court. It doesn't matter. Like, it's going to break you. And usually the people who succeed in this world are the bad people. And the good people get persecuted because we refuse to be part of that world. But I would rather be part of a community of people who are like-minded, who love God, who want to put the family first. Well, God first, but then the family. And, and I, I want to be a father and raise my kids to love God. I want to be able to teach my children baseball, hockey, but also the joy of hard work, the joy of how to survive. And if that's something that you also want, I recommend that you invite Jesus into your life today. You say the sinner's prayer. I invite you to say this prayer with me. Okay. One second, folks. The sinner's prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross at Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and will worship you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeshua HaMashiach. Please, Lord, come into my life. Change, open my eyes. Change how I see the world. Help me see through the wiles of the devil, the ruler of this world, the wicked one. I pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. Well, that's it, folks. I want you to have a good day. I want you to maybe think about my words. If they mean something to you, if you agree with me, great. If you don't, that's cool, too. Maybe one day God will show you a different way of seeing life, and you'll be like, wow, maybe that uh, open connect theist at a point. But I think that if we all just put down the smartphone, started having dinner, and really learned who our family is, I think if we all just went back to old school, we'd all be a lot happier.
Shalom.